You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. On today's episode of BGM Politics, we're talking about building a coalition and a community with Amy Allison. Amy Allison is the founder and president of She the People, a national network of elevating the political power of women of color by bringing together the most promising women of color candidates, strategists, and movement leaders, Amy is one of the primary architects for the electoral successes in 2018 that made it the year of women of color in politics. In conjunction with her leadership of She the People, Amy is president of Democracy in Color, dedicated to empowering the multiracial progressive electorate through media, public conversations, research, and analysis. She has led national efforts to build inclusive, multiracial coalitions, expand the electorate, and support leaders who advocate for a progressive future. Here's an interview with Amy on MSNBC explaining how important women of color donors are to political campaigns and why donor disparities matter. Well, donor disparities matter because, look, uh, Democrats just cannot win without women of color, both as voters and political donors, especially in this election cycle. We've seen historically women of color have uh, donated to organizations and causes that invest right back in the community and um, spend their money differently, really uh, believe in a broader justice agenda. And political donors that are women of color are no different. But the challenge is that uh, candidates and campaigns haven't until now been speaking to women of color donors and our issues. So we have left that untapped. And what we're seeing now is that uh, women of color uh, political donors are leveling up and getting organized in order to have a really big impact uh, for 2020. Amy Allison holds a BA in history and an MA in education from Stanford University. Author of Army of None, she has written for the New York Times, The Hill, and Essence Magazine. Tell us what She the People is and what led you to create this organization. She the People is a national network of women of color. And what that practically means is that in every community, and especially in the South and Southwest, but really all over, you know, black and brown women have been organizers and really the progressive force, but we've never had a national identity. So She the People is bringing us all together to um, make it make it possible for us to be seen and heard by uh, the country and also to build our political power so that we can influence who who gets elected who what what issues are being talked about and ultimately um, you know allows us to govern and uh, governance it sounds like a boring word but it's actually when when uh, when black women, when brown women have the opportunity to decide how budgets are spent and what the policies and practices of government are, our communities are better served. And so really that's ultimately uh, what She the People is doing. It's it's both a short-term play for uh, influence during this uh, 2020 election and a long-term play to literally change the political landscape and to make it possible to position women of color uh, uh, powerfully in a multiracial democracy. Governance is very important. It 
saves lives. And, you know, there's no exaggeration there. It enhances our quality of life through education, wages, uh, health care, our safety, our public safety. So uh, thank you for what you're doing with this organization because it's really important. I know that you also launched an initiative for Stacey Abrams called Get Information. Love that title. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like it, it, you already know what it is before I even say what it is. Like, yes. It, for Stacey Abrams, there was no question what I was what I was hoping people would do, and boy, did we do it. <laughs> you did, and, and uh, for our, our listeners, the the organization helps to mobilize black women to use their collective political power to vote, and I honestly feel like black women have the power to change this country. Uh, how can we get information <laughs> to not only vote, but to expand awareness on issues that impact us? Well, look at the situation with Stacey Abrams in 2017, she had already, as an elected member of the Georgia State House, she was already minority leader in the State House. But when she uh, was preparing for her bid to be governor, the Democratic Party in the state of Georgia that was, was trying to pick a white, moderate woman to undercut her leadership, which is what happens to a lot of black women, including like Donna Edwards, who was running for Senate in Maryland. The list is like too long for me. So it happens to a lot of us in the primaries. And also the, the newspapers, uh, the main newspaper, the AJC um, in Georgia, was not giving her fair coverage. So black women in this Get Information campaign, even outside of Georgia, money, gave money, volunteer time, talked, talked her up, and made her the, uh, gave her the lift to make her nationally known, to make her bid for governor very successful, um, and to position her for, gosh, who knows? She's probably on everyone's shortlist for VP now. Um, and it was fueled by black women. So talk about our power when we, um, especially when we roll that power up into kind of a national force, we not only can uh, make sure that our leaders are uh, respected, they have the resources, they have the lift, but we also, we're like super voters. who so are like, when we go to the polls, we bring... Um, our family, I know my son who's 21 is like, you will vote, buddy. You're going to, same as the message I got from my, my parents is like my, my, um, family goes, you know, and my community goes. And so that means that we're, uh, extremely influential. We're just getting our due. And, and, um, so I agree with you. I think this is the time for black women in particular to take our place at the, at the front uh, front and center of a larger multiracial coalition that we actually are instrumental in organizing and motivating. Absolutely. I mean, as you say that, like, there's an idea that comes to my head, like, we should definitely make it an event, like, get your girlfriends together, go ahead and carpool together and go to the polls, vote, and then, you know, have some drinks afterwards or go to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at, look at the um, excellent organizing, mostly black women from uh, Color of Change PAC. I mean, these kind of brunch and text events that they've been doing are exactly that. It's like, we go to brunch with our girlfriends, we drink mimosas, but in, in this case, we do, you know, like a color change and um, uh, Higher Heights is two organizations will bring black women together to do that as, at the same time provide a list of voters to text to do voter engagement. So 
our role is much bigger than just showing up on election day. Mm. You know, our our role is in connecting with other members of our community and also the broader community to get people to really feel invested longer term. Because uh, I think black women know this probably more than almost anybody else in this country. We know how precious democracy is. Democracy is not a, it's not a noun, it's a verb. And we are required to be active, engaged, organizing, advocating um, all year round. It's not just on uh, election day. And so there's all these really cool ways that we can be involved, um, even now um, in the primaries and not just at the uh, national level, but down in the uh, local level as well and really, really influential in those ways. Well, speaking of being invested and being involved, I'm noticing that there are a lot more black women and women of color that are interested in running for office. What would you say to a woman of color out there who's interested in running and becoming a representative of her community, but doesn't quite know how to start? There are a couple things. One is that I first want women who are called to serve to do something very important, which is to say, the call to serve in public office requires uh, planning, building, but first inside, um, inside yourself to be uh, to say, I'm called to serve and, and I will do my best and sometimes I'll win and sometimes I'll lose. And the reason why this is important is that as a process of building leadership, sometimes when people come out and they like, uh, run for office, uh, they do so without a lot of support and planning. They run once. If they don't get the seat, they give up. So I don't want that to happen with our with our leaders. We need need so many of us uh, to to run for public office and surround yourself with people who love you anyway and understand that, like in life, um, you know, sometimes a no is a not yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I, I advise that for women who are ready to serve and who are who still called. And then I'll say, you know, um, back to Stacey Abrams, one of the things that she did that impressed me when I interviewed her for uh, my book was she talked about writing a 10-year plan, and I recommend that, uh, you know, assessing both, are you the right person? Is it the right time? Is it the right job? What, you know, where do you want to serve and what do you actually want to do? Like what a city council person does versus what a state legislator does versus what a DA does versus all of these different roles. They do different things. And so you have to really know and understand what that role does and is that a good match for you? And then uh, figure out, you know, the timing um, of all that. And that, that all that detail on paper helps you to really think through and commit yourself to a longer-term strategy. So Stacey Abrams told me about a 10-year plan that she had. Mm-hmm. And I was so impressed because she wrote that 10-year plan before she even ran for state legislature. That's amazing wow. to think that strategically in that long-term. But that's the way that we need to commit to ourselves. And then finally, people who are interested in running need to connect with training uh, organizations so that they learn, you know, what it is to uh, run a campaign. How much does it actually cost? Can you run a campaign and work full time? That's a real. That's a real question, by the way. Right. That's really a challenge for a lot of us. You know, we have to work. We have to, you know, pay uh, rent, 
and um, people have families. Kids. At the same yeah. time, we're every night mm-hmm. or every day we're expected to go to all these meetings. So really figuring that out. Um, how do you build a, a fundraising infrastructure? How much do you have to actually raise? And um, I learned a lot of this a hard way when I ran for city council many, many years ago in, uh, in Oakland. And I don't re- recommend people learn while they're running. I think these are skills and orientation uh, that you can learn ahead of time. So uh, I'm going to throw out a few names of organizations. People can look them up. Uh, Higher Heights, uh, which is a, a black women's both a pack. They have trainings. Um uh, New American Leaders uh, trains essentially folks from the um, immigrant experience. So they have a lot of black women whose parents uh, were immigrants from other places. They're part of their programs. Um, the Arena is an organization that offers training. Um, Emerge offers a year-long training. So just pick one, pick three, apply, um, invest. And just like, you know, because black women are the most educated group of people in this country, we know how to get, you know, we know that process. Go go and figure out which one is right and then um, commit to getting the education and the preparation in order to, um, you know, powerfully run and uh, be ready to make a big impact. BGM Politics will return in just a moment. How are you taking care of your mental health and wellness? Is going to a licensed professional and therapist in their office sometimes a daunting process? Well, look no further. You can get online counseling through the privacy of your own home, on your computer or your smartphone, through BetterHelp. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling that's done securely online. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And guess what? Financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Feel free to do your research. Visit their website. Read their testimonials. They're posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash BGN. That's better, H-E-L-P. And join over 500,000 people that are taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Here at Black Girl Nerds, we are offering you 10% off of your first month. Simply go to betterhelp.com forward slash BGM, and you can get 10% off your first month. Take care of yourself today with BetterHelp. Another one to add to that list for our listeners, too, is an organization called She Should Run. Um, and they also have a really great Facebook group that's really supportive as well. So, I would say She Should Run, Run, Vote, Lead. Both of those are excellent, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think at this point there are, um, and a lot of them have specialty uh, regional areas where they offer training, and there's a, a calendar of things. I would also look into Act Blue. Act Blue is an online, like, you know, a lot of times we donate to a group. Act Blue is the uh, software company that facilitates the donation. Mm-hmm. But for those of us who are interested in running for public office, you know, understand how to how to build a small dollar donor campaign by taking some free training from a group like Act Blue. So I'm going into a lot of detail, but honestly, the more you know, the more you prep, the more you identify which um, which kinds of roles and when, the more prepared and powerful you'll be. And that's what I want for other Black women who are who are really called to serve. Elections matter, and from the small local elections that impact your city 
and district to federal elections that determine how our government is run. Why is it important that women of color show up and show out at every election? Well, you know, government controls so many aspects of our lives from taxation um, to, you know, the priority of, how, you know, or to our kids' education to, you know, just to, to how we're treated by uh, police. And so the more that we uh, show up, the more that we're heard, um, the better. The thing is, women, black women show up. We're the highest vote turnout group of any group in this country. The challenge for us is we show up, we're progressive voters, we vote uh, for Democrats more, you know, the, the highest of, of any other group, and yet our voice is often not taken into account when it comes to governance. So the opportunity for us right now in, in 2019 and 2020 is to not just vote for any old Democrat and, and then just say, okay, well, that was our contribution. No, we need to actually be out in front. We need to be the elected officials, or we need to have um, a level of influence that's greater um, than what we've had before in terms of shaping how our governments, you know, taxation policies and land use policies and, you know, other kinds of rules um, shape our lives. And um, we have to understand as, you know, I'm, I'm talking to you from Oakland. I live in Oakland, but, you know, if we look at, the South and Southwest, where a lot of us live, um, the majority of people are people of color. But black women aren't a majority of any, unless you live in Mississippi or like Virginia. We're not, we're not huge groups. In California, we're a pretty small percentage of the overall population. But there are millions of us in my home state and others, and we work in coalition. We organize multiracial coalitions, and I think this is something that we need to um, really understand that that's how we get things done and that's i think the way that we wield our influence you know going forward given how uh the population is changing all around us you touched on something really important there is not to vote for any old democrat i full wholeheartedly agree that we really need to educate ourselves more on who we are voting for because unfortunately there are democrats out there that don't represent us that do vote republican or vote with trump um, along some of the issues. So to make sure that we do um, support those folks that want to help with issues that will impact our lives, like wages and health care and criminal justice issues and um, all of those things that impact our community. So I'm just glad that you really touched on that because just because it has a D next to somebody's name doesn't necessarily mean that they represent our community. So oh, 100. I was thinking about in, um, in Texas, you know, um, Women of color are one out of every four voter. And in uh, in Laredo, which is a a border town, uh, there's a Democrat named Henry Cuelos who's voted with Trump like 70% of the time. Oh, yeah. And Heard about in him. the primary there, there's this uh, young, a 26-year-old progressive uh, woman named Jessica Cisneros who's an immigration attorney and a, when I say one of our people, multiracial you know, social justice, racial, economic justice person who's who's challenging um, the incumbent in the in the primary. Um, black women on that in that border state would be, you know, we're the we're the swing there. And so I think we need to understand where we have power um, and where we can exercise our power, even in primaries, 
even when we have a long-standing, more moderate or conservative Democrat who's not serving our uh, community's needs. I mean, we have to look at um, folks like Lauren Underwood, who's the Congress freshman congresswoman who's uh, out of you know north of Chicago, her district, uh, who's the nurse and who's been doing such good work this year. Look at Ayanna Presley um, out of Massachusetts, another fantastic uh, leader who had to challenge more moderate Democrat in order to get where she's getting. So I think we need to be able to play that game um, and to demand that our politics and our communities be served. And that um, means that we challenge a lot of Democrats in the primary. And understanding that the Democratic Party, um, and when I say party, not just the party, but the whole ecosystem, donors and uh, gatekeepers and these consultants, there's a whole world out there who determine who gets support, who gets money, and who doesn't. We need to develop our own power source, and this is what She the People is about, our own source for money and our, our own source of uh, volunteer and, you know, you know, press and all the things that help a candidate in a primary, because uh, black women and women of color are most likely to face primary challenges from other Democrats. So if that if that's the case, where we don't get automatic support um, from the party, even though we're the backbone of the vote, Mm-hmm. then that means that we have to be able to assert our power despite the fact that we often will have to run against moderate Democrats. And that's the way it is, and that's how I think uh, 2016, with uh, the squad being elected in Congress, it showed us the path, but it also shows us that both in the state legislature and the local level that we have to be willing to take on um, uh, Democrats that don't represent our communities. And that, that is something I'm here for because that's the way that black women are going to build power. At this moment. Absolutely. I think the squad is indicative of how uh, the establishment, how much they're threatened by women of color, um, just seeing how things are going on both the left and the right when it comes to uh, their ideas and their philosophies and what they're trying to do in Congress. My last question yeah. to you is, um, you know, we are black girl nerds. And before this recording, you mentioned that you're a nerd. So we're in good company here. <laughs> um, what is a geeky or nerdy trait about you that you can share with us? Mm, that's such a... All right. So it's a, it's a very good question. Um, and I'm hoping nerd means more than, uh, you know, just being able to like program. Oh yeah, <laughs> math and computer science. Because I'm like I'm a I'm a I'm a plant nerd. My dad is a plant pathologist, so he he was the first black person in this country that we know of with a PhD in plant pathology, and so he spent a lot of time in labs and um, actually in the forest and so I got I got a lot of that from him in terms of knowing the the, the names of plants. I have probably uh, I don't know a couple hundred plants in my house and like taking you know what I mean like I'm I'm nerdy in that way where I know how to take care of plants I know a lot about plants I know the actual names of the plants and things like that and if if that qualifies as nerdy I'm super nerdy in that way oh my gosh I feel like as a kid we would have probably really been close friends because when I was really young I actually had this green box that was filled with these flashcards of different plants and that's (laughs) (laughs) and I would just It was great. It it was so amazing. And I just learned so many species of plants and what kind of sunlight was required and plants that didn't require much water. And yeah, I mean, I've forgotten most of those species now. But um, but yeah, that was a big thing for me as a kid was those flashcards. 
That's, that's amazing. It's amazing. And I love having, I mean, part, part of my nerdiness as it relates to just meeting people is to, is to talk to enthusiasts about, it doesn't even matter if I, if I don't share the same, you know, interest, but I love hearing from black women who are enthusiasts about something, you know, that we have in, in Oakland, uh, the Chabot Space and Science Center and every, uh, Every Friday and Saturday night, you have um, people bringing up their own telescopes if the night's clear and training it on whatever the, you know, sometimes there's a star, sometimes part of the Milky Way, sometimes the moon, depends on what, what the, the night sky is offering. And there's always a lot of black women up there who are enthusiasts about looking at the night sky. And I love, love, love talking to um, uh, women who are excited about and love to learn, to teach other people about what they're excited about. So, Me too, I absolutely. I love black from <laughs> one nerd to another. <laughs> Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I really appreciate the conversation. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of BGN Politics. Next week is our final episode. I know I'm sad too, but this is a limited series podcast, and I certainly appreciate your support through each and every one of these episodes. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you are, leave us a comment on iTunes, give us a rating, let us know what you think. And if you want to see more of BGN Politics in the near future, Support us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash blackgirlnerds. Thanks so much to all of you that have listened in and shared and given your comments. And our next week's guest is someone who has worked on a national presidential campaign for a major Democratic candidate. So you definitely don't want to miss next week's episode. The music for BGM Politics is by Filmstro. Simply go to filmstro.com forward slash music. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next week.